Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of the Smashing Spell Sessions, which is now proudly sponsored by Rising Suns Brewery, which is based here in Cork. Uh, great to have them on board. This week, guys, I've got another treat for you. Post-rock again, same as two weeks ago. I'm delighted to welcome Jacob Hemstrom from O'Hiroshima. Jacob, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. Thanks for bringing me in, Pat. More than welcome. You're more than welcome. I sort of tend to bring on bands that I like myself. It's a very personal thing for me at the moment. I'm enjoying it. You know, I like bringing on bands who've influenced me and who have shaped my taste in music over the last five and ten years. And Oh Hiroshima is definitely up there with those bands, you know. Just to tell people how I came across you, I I was just scrolling through Bandcamp one time and I came across In Silence We Yearn, right? Oh yeah. And I had just had a playing in the background and Towards the end of the album, I sort of I drifted off and woke up during Drones, which is the closing track in the album. And fuck it, it just blew me away, you know. And and from then on, I was a fan. So that album, In Silence We Yearn, I, I'll probably get to it after. But is it a, is it a big part of Ohiroshima's journey, we'll say? Yes, definitely. I mean, yeah. it was the album that kind of brought us from out from nowhere to... Yeah. I mean, being a band that, that people actually listen to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I, I mean, it's our second album, but I mean, the first album, it was really, we recorded ourselves in a small radio studio and just, uh-huh. you know, put it out online, you yeah. know, just, yeah. just for fun, just friends, you know, uh, doing doing it for fun. And uh, we we hadn't any listeners at all, almost. And uh, it was first when we released in science we earned that things started to happen but not right away i mean okay it was when we released the album that there was like no attention to it at all but then it started to slowly grow and it was mostly because uh you know where post rock dwells uh, the I youtube do channel indeed. yeah indeed, yeah yeah a big shout yeah. out to Ronnie supplying again. supplying a lot of great post rock uh and uh, they put the album up and and uh, it started to get hits and I mean, that's helped us a lot to... It's amazing, isn't it? What, what post-rock dwell is, what that has done for bands. Yes. I mean, I'm so grateful to, to Ronnie and the like guys. Ronnie, so. his, his listenership is just colossal. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. Have you ever checked how many views you have of even that album? It must, it must be. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think it's like numbers, uh, over 4 million that's right a, now. That, that's yeah. fucking incredible. Incredible yeah. stuff. And you know album, Sorry, when it on. started to no no problem when it started to get hits i mean it moved very very quickly it, yeah. uh, and that you know helped us i mean to land the record deal and, and everything so exactly and napalm records i mean yeah you went straight to napalm uh we did uh, we did release somewhere? it uh, uh no we first released it digitally in 2015 and mm-hmm. then i think it was I don't know if it was like spring 2016 or something. We released it on CD through Flattery Records. Oh, it's okay. a small like post-rock record in the yeah, US. Yeah. Another great label, uh, yeah. 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 Uh, and I think it was, I mean, maybe later that year that Napalm got in touch with us. Oh, I'm getting confused with the, with the years <laughs> here, but something like that. And yeah. wanted to release it on vinyl. And and that the copies that they printed, they sold out pretty quickly. So and they yeah, offered and to sign us after that and i have to say i am actually a proud owner of one of those jacob yeah yeah this i is, mean there's, is there's it, like yeah is I it the, the first pressing also it oh, is the first pressing have, uh... and signed and all huh oh cool there you go it's a bit of showing off there on my behalf uh, no problem but tell me just going back so we, if we go back to the beginning 
Yeah. How did you originate? How did you get together? Because it was four of you to begin with, wasn't it? Yeah, it was actually, uh, it started as a solo project of our uh, okay. former guitarist Leif uh, when yeah. he was in uh, secondary high school, you would call it, you know, when you were okay. 18, 19. Uh, and uh, we became friends. Uh, we went to school together and uh, shared a similar music taste. So he inv- invited me to his solo project that has just started up. That was, okay. you know, he, he had just discovered Explosions in the Sky and Sigurus yeah. and Mogwai and those kind of bands. And he wanted to do something similar and uh, showed me those those bands and um, invited me to do something as like a duo. And at first, I mean, for, for years and years, it was just like a, a fun project, yeah. you know, to just yeah. experiment with this kind of music because we, we loved it so much. And um, when we first discovered it, it was like the only thing we listened to for, at least for me, for a long time, you know, and, and yeah. you start to get really frustrated and bored with all conventional music, you know. And Yeah, I've been there. I, like I've a, experienced it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of people seem to have made that journey too. Um, and so it just opened up a, a world and um, we started to listen to, I mean, all these demos and Small yeah. bands. There so were a lot of before Swedish you bands. got before you got together, were you yeah. even were you listening to post rock even back then, or what, what was your musical taste or influences even before? I mean, yeah, before uh, post rock. I mean, I Leif listened to a lot of hardcore music, like metalcore and stuff like mm. that, mm. and uh, I was into some of those bands as well. And, yeah, and really liked like the ones that had a, a melodic. Uh, element to it like hopes fall what was a, a a huge band for both of us okay and especially their album uh, the satellite years uh, that had i mean kind of this post-rocky moments in it yeah. and so when we uh, discovered explosions in the sky or he showed it to me i was hooked right away it's like <laughs> oh it's i mean just the good really yeah. good parts you know <laughs> um it has that impact doesn't it post-rock for people to get into it i suppose not everybody would be into it on, until you hear it, if that makes sense, because yes. it's it's one of those experiences you just need to give it a give it give it time. And Christ, once you once you're in, you're hooked, like, aren't you? Yeah, definitely. And it's also very annoying to try to explain it. You know, <laughs> yeah. People ask, oh, so you're in a band? What kind of music? Like, ah, oh, it's called post rock, and you have to, you know, <laughs> the whole this... explanation of what post rock means. <laughs> just go listen. You know? <laughs> I I try yeah. to sort of summarize. For people when they ask well, what is post rock but you know i just i just gave up and i just just dropped maybe three or four bands and yeah and, yeah i think that's the way to do it way. yeah exactly yeah. but yeah sorry so the band name then oh hiroshima come at that early stage the two uh, yeah together, it was it, it was the name that that leif gave like his solo project so okay. it was right. already established when when i joined yeah um and uh yeah, we're we're stuck with that. <laughs> yeah. were, you happy, were you happy with the name at the time? Did it matter to you? Yeah, yeah, we thought it was cool. You know, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, and it kind of uh, gave a, I mean, a hint of what the music sounded like. I mean, it, it does dramatic, really. dramatic, and big and emotional, and you know That's all exactly these things. That. So, That's exactly felt a very, very fitting for uh, at the time. Yeah. So, at what stage did you get to Resistance is Futile? So, your your debut album back in twenty eleven, man. Yeah. 11 years yeah. yeah. Uh, so we released like a couple of demos before that. Mm-hmm. And uh, my brother, who is now, a, uh, yeah, I mean, it's me and him now that are the, right. the remaining yeah. members. He's the drummer of the band. He had uh, recorded the demos with us and, and mixed them. And uh, uh, then 
and you know we we weren't like rehearsing every week or anything mm-hmm. like that we, we got together from time to time to kind of just try out some new songs and, yeah yeah but then you know we've been doing it for a couple of years and we felt i think we can make like like an album and mm-hmm. uh, my brother had gotten a bit into recording you know the basics and okay wanted to do it you know record and mix and master and so we also recruited him as a drummer. He had played bass on, on the early demos, but had taken okay. up drums. So he was brought on like a, a full, full wow. member. I mean, Oscar, so he, he played a big part in it. So even back then, didn't he, I suppose, if he was doing yeah, yeah, recordings definitely. and everything else. Yes, yes. Even to listen back to that album, though, it still sounds very fresh and very relevant, I think, anyway. For, mm. for, for a debut album, like, you must be very proud of that album, eh? even though, as you said, it didn't blow the fucking world apart when it no, came no, out. No. Like, you know, it was very small and very intimate. Like, but it is a good album to listen to still. Hmm. Do you ever yeah. go back and listen to it? Uh, not that much, you know, no. um, but it happens, you know. Yeah. Uh, and um, I mean, uh, like uh, quality, if you think about the quality, I mean, you, you can really hear this. Is, this is a DIY project. And, uh, and, you can uh, maybe, but, but still, I, I just think there's something beautiful in that too that it's so raw yeah and, and, and i was just uh, you know, coming to that and it, yeah. there's something charming with that you know and you hear that this is like uh just uh yes i mean a couple of young guys taking what they have and you know yeah, making yeah. the best thing out of it and you know I'm, I'm proud that we that we did that album and and we did it really i mean all everything by by ourselves and mm-hmm. uh, that was like, i mean it was a really fun album to to record as well because okay. we you know, when you record yourself, you you can take all the time you want, and yeah. we experimented it a lot and, and learned a lot. You know, from just making an album, we'd never done that before. So, and how long did the writing process take then for for Resistance is Futile? Um, like, oh. you, did you reuse the demo material? Or, no, or these not new really. Tracks again? Yeah. No, it was just all all new tracks, and um, because we were a trio, um, a lot of things happened. You know, a lot of tracks weren't finished mm-hmm. we hadn't written them uh maybe we just had uh, like the song catch 22 it's like a piano based yeah you know i yeah. just had a piano thing recorded that and then we <laughs> added some layers of guitar to that and, and so on and and uh like the second song uh, uh insignificant numbers we had like the the ba- i was playing the bass and we had you know one guitar and drums and we just recorded that and after that we at a set, uh, another guitar and so on. So it, yeah. it just came together piece by piece in, uh, in different ways. As you, as you said, it's great to be able to sort of create something like that with no pressure, no time constraints. Yeah, yeah, no pressure. Yeah, brilliant. No, no. Brilliant. So that was, I mean, it was really, really fun. You know, great stuff. Relaxed. Again, we probably, we probably get onto the other albums later on. I just want to talk about the Swedish post-rock scene. Like yeah. Sweden is, is a big scene for heavy music, for, you know, all styles of metal and rock, mm. really like, but... The post scene there at the moment is thriving from what I can see, for what I'm listening to. Yeah. Um, you have bands like you know, EF, The Swarm of the Sun, Sagar Song. I won't finish the title because I'd probably get it wrong. Does yourselves, you know? Ah, oh, yeah. Sagar from Leder Motslutet. There you go. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for helping me out there. Too. Yeah, I had to, you know. What's he, what's <laughs> That's he getting at? <laughs> but all these bands, you know, they're, they're releasing music this year anyway, even, you know. Yeah. Is it is it that big a scene at the moment in Sweden? Has it always been, or what? Is it still very underground? It's very underground. I mean, 
like in Sweden, I mean, yeah, these bands they they rarely play in Sweden at all. So okay, uh, okay. Uh, you know, and I think I saw that, that EF there. Of course, released an album. That's right. Yeah, uh, like a couple of weeks ago or something. Mm-hmm. And there, I saw that they went going on a small tour. I don't even think that playing in Sweden. And um, it's a very different kind of culture when it comes to going to shows in Sweden. I mean, okay. people are uh, they're going to to like the big bands, and and it's not yeah. they don't go to like your local bar or uh, you know. Mm-hmm place that has shows and just watch random bands or or okay it's, it's not uh, that kind of culture you know like it's, uh, it's, a, it's a pity like isn't it because it's I mean, really it's really a pity and, there's so uh, many bands there jacob like yeah, there's, yeah like i only listed four there are five maybe jesus go on to google there and google swedish post-rock bands you, you get a list of 50 like you know yeah sure sure yeah but you know a lot of these bands they've gone on tour in, in europe and i guess mm-hmm. some people show up at least uh and uh, for us, it took uh, quite a while to get into doing live shows, and we haven't done a lot of them. Yeah, uh, actually, uh, but I guess we could have. I mean, done a European tour earlier if we if we uh-huh. wanted, but it didn't happen for for different reasons. But you know, in, in Sweden, I mean, it's post rock. I mean, it's a small country, so yeah. If you play, if you play in in this kind of uh, very narrow genre, you know, uh-huh. there's not uh-huh. going to be a lot of people coming yeah. to the shows. Yeah. So and if if uh, you look at our listeners, they come from all over the world, but they're mm-hmm. I mean they're lots here and there. There's and, pockets and... all over the world. Yeah, exactly. yeah, sure. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. it's hard to get people together for for a life. I know how that feels and how it sounds because Ireland is a small country as well. Yeah, and we and we have one of the biggest post rock bands in the world in God as an astronaut. You know. Yeah, yeah. And again, they do play in Ireland, but the numbers that you would like to see turn up, and the numbers that they do get, which it, they do still get a good turnout, but. Mm. For the size of them within this genre, you would expect bigger turnouts. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, yeah. It's just one of those things, isn't it? Post rock is very niche. It's, mm, yes. It's, yeah. Even go back to your first album again. Did you tour that at all? So back in uh, no. 2011? No, we didn't. We did like one, our first live show was before well, when we were in the writing process of Resistance is Futile. We did one show in in the Nordic Shopping in Sweden. Okay. We, a friend of ours played the bass and you know it wasn't it wasn't a good good show <laughs> so i'm glad i'm glad not a lot of people showed up it was uh, another like a swedish post rock band but okay. then i mean we didn't play live until uh, after we released the album uh, a friend of mine moved to örebro which is the town i live in now okay and so uh, we needed a, a basis we wanted to start to play live uh-huh. now that we had like a, a full album and so we we recruited him to the band, but then you know it was still a very slow paced project, very yeah, relaxed. Yeah. So I think um, he told me once that and uh, that, that it took like a year for us before before our <laughs> first rehearsals. Like come join the band, yeah, sure. And it took like a year for a it year to, before it happened. Yeah, we had our first <laughs> rehearsal, and uh, but then during the writing process of In Science Vion, we started to play, you know. Some smaller shows around Sweden, yeah. small festivals, and you know, okay. just bars and stuff. So, actually, it's interesting you mentioned festivals as well. There, I mean, is there many festivals that would take on board a post rock band within Sweden? More, uh, you know? no, not really. No. I mean, uh, we played like these shows where you you basically pay for free and get 
you know, okay. some food or something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I know we haven't been invited to. It's a pity. Yeah. And again, kind of it just reflects, so. it reflects the same thing in Ireland, the same. We, we spoke yeah. to Torsten there from God as an astronaut again, as I said a few weeks ago. Mm. And I asked the same question, you know, you're doing so well with, with what you're doing and you can't get onto these festivals. I mean, everyone likes a mix of music at a festival. You know, you don't want yeah. to be listening to the same thing over and over for a whole day and a whole weekend. So it'd be nice to mix it up, mm. but they just don't get to call. And I, I just, it boggles the mind. And again, the same with yourself. So I don't understand. Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. I and I think, I mean, it's, it's music that it's not for everyone, but um, mm. I think there's a lot of people who would really enjoy it if, if they got the chance to, to listen to it and see it. Exactly. And I mean, exactly. especially live, it's, I mean, it's a very fitting genre to play play live. I mean, it is. It becomes uh, a very intimate experience, doesn't it? Yes. Playing post rock yeah. live, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that was like I remember that I we went to watch uh, EF mm-hmm. like very early on before their first album uh, playing, and uh, we watched Mono and PG Lost before their al- first album as well. And you know, yeah, it was like first experiences of, of post rock. And I remember seeing Mogwai in Stockholm and so on. It was just mind blowing at the time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because you yeah. never heard anything like it, you know, uh-huh. the whole room just filling up with, you know, sound and you're getting sound totally merged. And, 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 and so. tears. <laughs> yeah. Grown, sure, men get, grown men getting emotional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> exactly. I know this as well. Well, obviously, we're class, it's all classes post rock, but you have an awful lot of uh, vocals. By comparison yes. to a lot of other post rock bands, yeah, was that something that you ever said to ourselves? We want to do it, or we don't want to do it. We want to cut back, or is it just naturally progressed that way? I think it was, you know, uh, something that just happened uh, naturally. The, like the first song that we started to uh, to write on together, I think mm-hmm. we had some kind of vocals, yeah, somehow, and you know, um, um, like like bands that we listen to. I mean, had vocals occasionally, and, mm-hmm. and so it just felt natural. It was yeah. not like uh, uh, something we discussed; it just happened, you know. Exactly. Just because I guess, of, uh, yeah, because it's post rock. It doesn't have to be instrumental only. That's, I suppose, what I'm sort of getting at. It. It's nice and it's refreshing to hear vocals from time to time. You know, when you yeah. do get your, when you do get immersed in post rock, it is nice to to hear something different and have have vocals. Yeah, I love the style of vocal that you have. Mm. Um, it just reminds me again like yourselves and EF and even a swarm of the sun it's that sort of watered down ethereal sort of haunting vocal that you have you know it's never out front and, and centre it's sort of just no. pull, pull back a small bit yeah again all intentional yes uh, because we at least uh, in the beginning um, for the, the first uh, albums when we uh, put vocals on on the tracks it was mm always done last okay so we we wrote a track and then you know because i had been a vocalist and, and was in in uh, indie rock bands like around the time as well oh, um, and so it just felt natural to, to try yeah. vocals on some parts like oh maybe we could do a vocal here and, mm-hmm. and we did that but you know we already had the song that could work as an instrumental so it just was just okay. something to, to add some more layer another, or depth to layer. the song. Isn't it another layer yeah. to it, really? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you know, the, the melody melodies of the vocals are often quite, like, like basic, more more like you would play, like, an, I don't know, uh, a synthesizer or something, mm-hmm. you know, a, a pad. Yeah, exactly. Kind of I mean, yeah, that's the perfect example. I mean, your vocal style, 
is like another instrument as opposed to a singer like isn't it yes yes yeah yeah i i like it i really do enjoy that sound lyrics are you the lyric writer are you the lyricist yeah i'm the lyricist that's right and did is it a big part for you do you take it i won't say seriously but mm. does it mean a lot to you to get the words right uh, yes it does mm-hmm. um but i it's gotten more and more serious I, I, I and i mean i guess you could say that about the music in general too yeah i mean our latest record myriad mm-hmm. i put a lot of a lot of time on on the lyrics to okay. get it it's the way i wanted it and and we also did that with the music and everything so yeah mm. uh, i guess it's it has developed but um uh, but sure uh, uh, but when i look back at some like uh, lyrics on the early stuff uh, there's some stuff that i i mean i, I would like to have it, have it changed but uh, <laughs> but uh, for most part i'm I'm happy with it how it turned out so and do you take your time to write lyrics is this something you enjoy doing or is no, it do no no i don't you don't enjoy <laughs> it's, it's it a, it's a pain <laughs> it's, it's just a struggle left, it's just left to you is it yeah and you know i i do it it's like the that last thing i i, I do uh <laughs> I always make the melody first and I just yeah. sing nonsense, you know? Okay. Uh, okay. Right. Maybe I should just keep it like that, like Sig Rose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, you know, I have to like fit in words into yeah. the melodies that I have created. And I don't want to write lyrics on something that we don't like record or use. So, okay. so I wait until I'm, I'm, I'm very sure that this is something that we're going to use in, in some way. What inspires you, Jacob, lyrically? Like, I mean, what do you take inspiration from when, when you um, to put something down? You know, on the, on the earlier stuff, I don't think I had any like conscious uh, influences. Mm. I just wrote stuff, and I guess I picked it up from what I I, I listened to. Okay. Uh, other bands and so on. Uh, on the our two latest albums, I've started to be a little more intentional. I I always yeah. keep like a file in my phone, and I write up words that I like if okay. I hear them. I mean, yeah. it can be in a movie or some other lyric or in a book or something you know yeah. just words that i enjoy uh, or like short sentences and so on uh, and i took uh, taken some inspiration from some poets i don't know anything about poetry but there are some switch poets that i enjoy reading exactly from time to time and i you know take some inspiration from from them and uh, if, the words, if the words get you the, the words get you don't they that's the yeah, yeah. That. it just catches you yeah yeah sure sure just to talk about the band as you mentioned i know I, you started out as it started as a solo project, then you joined. You grew to a four piece, yeah, and you're currently back to a duo. Yes, yourself and your brother. Why and how did this all happen? I mean, would you would you like to have a band of four at the moment, or are you happy in the position you're in with just the two of you? It's very I, different, like isn't it? Four and two. Yeah, it's yeah, it's very very different. You know, I really did enjoy uh, the time that we were a court. Uh, four piece. Um, mm. That was it. Was a great way. I mean, you're a proper band. Yeah. I mean, yeah. when we were when we were just three of us, you know, it was also like more like a, it felt more like a project. Okay. And in silence we yearn. That was the first record that we wrote. Uh, it's the only record actually that we wrote as a as a fourth piece. And I think you can okay. you can hear that when you listen to it as well. I mean, mm-hmm. we just got got together, uh, the four of us, and uh, maybe someone had some idea with something and we, we jammed stuff out. Okay. Um, and I really, really enjoy that, you know, uh, being four people together, just, um, I mean, trying out what it comes to your head and, you know, trying to 
lock onto each other and, and connect in, in the music. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's it's one of the best things in life, actually. Okay. Uh, but then uh, before we, it was when we were in the talks with Napalm about the deal and, and so on, uh, yeah. Leif, uh, he quit the band. Okay. Or uh, for personal reasons, he's right. been struggling with with some stuff, and he didn't um, feel like he could put in all the energy and all. I mean, the heart that he used to into the band, mm-hmm. and we were moving forward with the deal, and you know, yeah. wanted to, uh, yeah, take things even more serious, and so he felt that that he couldn't, you know, uh, really match that. I think. Okay, because that was a big step, like wasn't it, to to you know, to, to sign to to Nepal. Yeah, sure. When you consider where he, where he came from, you know, it's a lot to take in. Right? So yeah, be... yeah, yeah, it was. And, you know, the three of us, we were really psyched about this. And, you yeah. know, uh, and he, uh, yeah. So, unfortunately, he, he felt that he couldn't, you know, okay. follow and, us on that and journey. And tell me, how, how did you go from three to two then? What was the... Uh, yeah, because we had... We had written some of the on the songs on Oscillation, our third yeah. record. Uh, Leif had been with us in writing those some some of the songs. Okay. Um, and then we started to write. We released. We finished that as a three piece, and then we started to work on on Myriad. And uh, when we were like uh, maybe one third into the the writing process, uh, uh, Simon he just called us up and said he wanted to talk and. A bit out of the blue, actually, at the time, yeah, yeah. told us that he he wanted to to quit the band too. Okay. Um, kind of the same reason. I think he hadn't like for the last year, year, year and a half, he hadn't felt like really into it anymore. You know. Okay. Like the 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 joy that he had, the band had brought him before doing shows okay. and writing yeah, music and so on. That's and interesting. He, and he, uh, I was kind of kind of similar in a way. He saw that that me and my brother we were really wanted to take things even further and so on. Uh, so that was mm. his decision at the, the time. Okay. Now, two guys taking taking stock of everything within a band, it has, yeah. to, be, it has to be hard work, like Jacob, is it? Yeah, it's really hard work. Yeah. Uh, it is, definitely. And I mean, we're this is done in our spare time entirely. So, I mean, it's... Uh, it's a lot of work, and I have too, too small. Like this is what people, so. people forget, don't they? I mean, this is a part-time yeah. project. Like it's not your life, you know. You can't. No. You're not getting the income from this to, to survive alone, you know. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I mean, but when you when you get into to uh, to flow, I mean, then you you feel like you uh, you feel creative, and you you mm. you feel that you're you're I mean you're you're kind of um, you have things inside you that that come up through through the music that you create. Okay, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's just uh, it's hard to stop. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, before we go any further, I'm, I'm just going to play a track for everybody else here. Um, I'm going to go back to when you were the four piece, when you were the band. So I'm yep. going to go with my favorite album, obviously, in Silence for Yearn, and I won't play Drones. I will. I'm going to play Holding Rivers because. I suppose I could have played any track really, Jacob, off this album. It wouldn't have mattered yeah. a damn like. But um, guys, here's Holding Rivers. Have a listen to this and see what you think. Mm-hmm. 
So there you have it, guys. That is Holding Rivers from In Silence We Yearn. And that's the amazing Oh Hiroshima. And what can I say, Jacob? It's just one of those albums that gets me every time I listen to it and every time I play it. It's it's an incredible album, though. Like, Jesus. I mean, there's, I not, think, there's, I mean not a week, there's not a weak track on it, Jacob. It's unbelievable. Oh, thanks. That's so cool that you said that. I mean, yeah. it's it's grown on me, too. You know, because when you, when you make an album... As soon as you finish, at least that's the way for me. As soon as you finish it, you you want to start working on the next thing, make yeah. things even better, you know. Yeah. And so you kind of, you know, the, the the new stuff that you make, that's the best thing you you've done so far. But you know, hearing and seeing that people still still listening to this album, I mean, it's it's still our the album that people it is love a, the most, I listen to it the most. You know, yeah. it's it's grown on me too. It's like, yeah, there's there's something there, you know. Uh, <laughs> It must well, be I mean, that, that's kind of cool. It must be a great feeling to be able to sit back and, and listen and see this album and go, fuck it, that's us. We did that. Yeah, yeah. And because you know it's, it's become almost a bit of a cult album, like, you know, it's it's got a huge following, like. Yeah, I mean, in, in the in the for for people discovering post rock around that time it seems to be an important album. And mm. so that's like like a gateway drug to to a lot of people it was uh, it was for actually, me as well actually yeah you're, yeah, dead, right? yeah. you're dead right yeah and i you know a lot of people told us the same story like yeah uh, this was the first post-rock album i've heard and you know now it's everything well i listen to so it becomes exactly it becomes the soundtrack of so many people's life, lives i think it is one of mine anyway um, yeah yeah and you know when people share that kind of stuff that's so rewarding too like yeah uh, how this album has, you know, helped them through some tough times, or there you go, with stuff like that. I mean, that that must be a good tea to hear hear things. Like yeah, that. yeah. And I was mm. actually only playing it today. You know, I was listening listening to it, and I just thought to myself, that track "Holding Rivers" is is like the post rock equivalent to Radiohead's "Creep" to the oh. indie to the indie scene. I think I love the way the structure of the album or the sound. Sorry, it's very similar to "Creep." I think the vocals. Oh, I, I haven't heard it, that uh, comparison. It just but came to me cool. today. It came to me when yeah. I sat down listened to this album. It, it's that big a track, I think. Anyway, so uh, like I said, anyone else who's out there who hasn't heard this, you know, Jesus, just embrace this album. That's that's all I can say. Mm. The idea Thanks. for the album, in silence we are, Jacob. Yeah. You know, talking about concepts and and talking about what road you take when you come to writing an album. What yeah. was the inspiration for this? Uh, it's, it's, uh, I was there one, been you know? a couple, yeah, it's been a couple of years, so yeah, I, I have to try to like <laughs> move back in time a bit. Uh, but uh, all, all I, I can remember is that we were, I mean, we were listening to a lot of different kind of music. We were four guys, I mean, uh, uh, very different musical tastes in, when it comes to it. We had, of course, things that brought us together, but uh, there were also stuff that, you know, I listen to and the others mm. listen to that we didn't share at all. And, you know, for me, I was, and I think you can hear that I listened to a lot of like indie rock yeah. back then. And I listened to like Woven Hand and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You can hear that on like Aria, the song. Uh, yeah. For me, that was a very Woven Hand inspired song. Okay. Um, and um, I suppose there you mentioned the indie inspiration and I just mentioned Radiohead's Creep, I suppose that. Yeah. It, I mean, it, I mean, is, I mean, it the, is in there. Yeah, I'm a huge Radiohead fan, so yeah. I mean, I think you can hear that in bits and pieces here and yeah, there. Yeah, it, it does show itself. Yeah. music, yeah. And uh, there was also, I mean, uh, Simon, our bass player, he's into heavy heavy music, you know. Okay. Uh, different kinds of, you know, hardcore 
metal and, and, and stuff. And uh, so you all brought it, it's all, it's all in there. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think exactly. so. Uh, and like holding rivers, like that song. It's it's very much like an indie rock song. I mean, the mm -hmm. the big beginning part of it. That's I mean, it's, it's like a classic verse for a, for an indie rock song. But exactly. Just yeah. With a very post rock sound and and a post rock more post rock like structure. Yeah. And I think uh, a lot of the tracks are are that way. They're they're kind of similar to to other kind of music, but but they're like we put them in a postdoc box. And this was not something that we uh, did intentionally. It it just happens. And uh... yeah, that's that's interesting because again, when I'm trying to explain postdoc, as we mentioned earlier to people, and I do mention this album, and those who listen to it say postdoc, Jesus, I, I wouldn't have classed it as postdoc, and it's an album mm. that anyone can really get into and appreciate, you know, you don't have to be into post-rock to hear, to listen to this album and understand it. I mean, it's hugely emotive. Like it's almost melancholic at times, isn't it? It is a little dark. Yes. Of and course. Yeah. Again, one thing that struck me again today when I listened to it, having not listened to it for maybe a year, six months, maybe a year, it's quite heavy as well in set in parts. Yeah, sure. You know, it's, it's touching on metal. Like it, it is very heavy. There's, the riffs are, pretty pretty tight and pretty hard yeah sure like like uh, uh ruach th that ruach, song that's the uh, that's the track i was thinking yeah. of straight away yeah i mean uh, but the way we play it and the like the sound mm. it's like this this uh this riff in the first half of ruach that's like very kind of metal you know post metal it is yeah uh but we played it on a on a like clean guitar with just delay and it gets another kind of, of sound and, and okay. vibe to the whole thing. And okay. I think like in, in hindsight, that's, I mean, kind of the reason why, why it got popular because people yeah. that hadn't heard post rock could, could, they could uh, recognize other stuff in it. So it wasn't like a, a shocking new experience. Yeah. I get um, you. And uh, they're very like the, the songs are very, I mean, they're, they're song like if you get mm. what I, mm. I mean, yep. They're they're very anthemic, if that's yeah. is that a word, is it? You know, it, it is like an anthem. Like it, there are sure. tracks that, that you could again. I'd love to hear it live. I'm, I I would say it's an experience these tracks live. But um, have you played them live? Uh, yeah, we we played them because that was the time when when we when we got our like first real live shows before writing. Uh, when we were writing in Science We Earn and mm. and after, but I mean, it was just a show here and there in, in Sweden. Um, yeah, yeah. We did like a show in Norway, uh, and then we were actually supposed to. This was kind of bit in between in Science We Earn Isolation. We were starting to get some um, people were starting to contact us from abroad about shows. Okay. Uh, chi China and and Russia. And we were actually going to to play in Russia. Um, wow. We had two shows booked there, and, and there were sold out and everything and what um, year was sorry what year was that um Jacob? oh what i think i think it 2017 or okay. at the end of 16 or something that like that right. um but then there was was some problem trouble and, and we didn't we didn't get come to russia and uh, we kind of took a hiatus and after that we decided to you know just focus on uh, on writing recording. and recording yeah, yeah. and uh then it took us until after the release of Oscillation that we thought, oh, let's get back into playing live again. And, mm -hmm. and we talked to a, a friend of ours and asked if he wanted to join, play guitar. And 
uh, with us live and he was all for it and awesome. we had the tour planned for 2020 and you know corona <laughs> struck we, we all know what happened there yeah. yeah yeah and so we had to wait until uh 2022 you know earlier this year we went on, on uh, tour with goddess and astronaut as support so that that's the first time we played live in yeah since 2017 maybe wow yeah that's a long time off the stage isn't it yes it is you know yeah it is so and that was i mean a great experience for us i was just about to ask it must have been an experience in a half yeah is it to, it, i to, mean to it was like it. yeah sure it was like our first proper tour yeah because uh yeah we didn't we didn't uh get into the whole i mean touring thing uh when we had like the, you, the chance you, you for were, different reasons you were touring oscillation really that was the tour for that album was it was that yeah it, it was yeah. supposed to, to be that but then you know we we uh we wrote yeah. myriad instead of touring we wrote myriad recorded it and released it and so uh okay i mean on on the set list uh for for the tour with guys and astronaut uh, the majority of the songs were from myriad we had okay. songs from all the album but i think three three or seven songs or something were from myriad so okay and I don't, before we get to Miria, just going to onto oscillation, obviously to step on from inside as we earned, was it there was no doubt sure. a bit of pressure there, like to to write something of of quality, and and it is another fantastic album. I think very different to inside as we earn. Yeah, um, would I be right in saying it's it's a heavier album? Yeah, I think that's I don't know why, but that album's hard for me to to like define, and, and mm. I have a hard time. You know, expressing what what direction that that album took and so on. But yeah. I mean, it's it's more dense in a way. It's uh -huh. more uh, uh, it's like a thicker thicker sound. We we uh, I mean, yeah. in silence we yearn. We recorded that. We wanted it to sound like a live band playing it live, and we wanted okay. to be able to play it exactly like we did it in the studio mm -hmm. when we played live. And there are very few add-ons on in silence we yearn. I mean, there's okay. the cello on on a couple of tracks. But other than that, there's like maybe one guitar here, here yeah. and there that just fill out some small parts. Uh, but on this album, we were also a, a three-piece. We couldn't write like we had before. And uh, mm -hmm. we wanted to develop more, you know, with production and so on. So uh, yeah, we, we uh, allowed ourselves to to have more instruments on there. There's, I mean, piano and uh, the trumpet uh, on one of the songs. And uh I'm delighted to hear uh, that actually because I, I love like hearing strings and brass. Yeah, yeah. Within post rock, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, and, me too. You've really always bring something new. I mean, there's so much guitar going on. So exactly, exactly. Yeah, I love that yeah. combination. Mm -hmm. So oscillation hit on 2020, as you said, like, and that's during COVID time. So is when you got together and put Myriad together. Yeah, that's right. So it in summer 2000. 2019 we reached oscillation and then we started to like prepare for for the tour mm -hmm. and then it didn't happen so uh we decided let's let's start writing an album instead yeah. and uh i actually had a lot of songs that i've been working on uh, a lot from home okay that was um, more or less finished when it came to the guitars and some other stuff mm. uh, that i brought to the band but uh, they didn't like that direction. They weren't into it. Okay. Uh, it was more experimental. It was like, uh, um, I'm a, a bit of a, a step in a new direction. 
so we you know just started over and start writing new songs mm-hmm. um together and and then like in the middle of that process uh, simon decided to quit the band so some of the thongs, songs we had at least gotten together as a trio and you know jam some stuff out you yeah. can try some things out in 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 the rehearsal space but when you're just two guys i mean it's very hard to yeah i mean my brother plays the drums and me the guitar you know when you're missing all these pieces it's mm-hmm. very hard to to tell are we going in the right direction yeah okay if i add another guitar how will that you know um in what way will that affect how the, the drums play and so the whole on. creativity of it all i suppose with two yeah yeah it's a very different game isn't it very different so we had to i mean to adapt to that and, and learn to to write in a whole new way mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was, uh, uh, I mean, I I was sitting at home a lot, uh, writing. Just you know, after my kids went to sleep, I went yeah. to to my bedroom and you know sat down with my computer and just started to record demos and added the guitars and so on and and all the other instruments. Uh, and then I sent them to my my brother and uh, he gave me some feedback and yeah. Uh, then later on, he added drums and we made this really. Because we hadn't, before Oscillation, we also made like demos before recording. We hadn't done that within Silence We Earn. So. Okay. Uh, but this time we wanted to make, I mean, the demos as complete as possible. Yeah. Uh, also so that when we entered the studio, we could, you know, record it uh, as fast as possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Partly because, you know, just to save money and also to, to, uh, yeah, I I have limited time to 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 be away from from the family and work and so on. To, so we had to to prepare ourselves in, yeah, in any way we could to, to try make and it happen fast. Try and condense it into a certain time period. Yeah. Was, was, was there any pressure from Napalm to get another album out? Were they putting you under any pressure to say, "Look, we need something off, or we want something uh, from you"? No, nothing at all. No. Actually, um, yeah. no no pressure like that. No issues so, there. So it was just us saying, okay, I think we we started writing a record and we're, we're going to try to record this summer. And we talked about it and, and discussed the terms. Yeah. Something I asked God as an astronaut that as well, was when, when they joined Napalm, did, did the fact of that record label have any influence on your sound, do you think, yourselves as in oh, Hiroshima? Because they have an awful yeah. lot of metal bands, a lot of heavy, heavy bands. Yes, yes. And just wondering, did any of that seep through? Uh, into your own sound just because you were on that label did you listen yeah. to a lot of their stuff uh, was there any influences there uh, not directly I think mm-hmm. uh, when I hadn't heard of this re- record label at all when when okay. you know they contacted us um, and then, you know I scrolled through the, the list of bands you know <laughs> I don't know any of these there was like <laughs> yeah like some bands Satyricono and some some other bands that I recognized but uh-huh. most I, I didn't Okay. Uh, I never been into that, you know, corner of metal. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. Were you surprised though to see Napalm come come knocking? Yeah, I was. You know, uh, when we start to scroll through the list of bands, yeah, yeah. definitely. But they had some like space rock bands, uh, yeah, like stoner space rock bands, and also the fact that they had signed Goddess and Astronaut uh-huh. made us believe that okay, they're trying to branch out into new territory here. Exactly. Uh, and, you know. They sound uh, signing guys and astronaut made us confident too that you know let's we should yeah. we should try this and I mean it's a it's it's a really big label when it comes it to huge, these, yeah. these genres so mm. uh, 
it was a big opportunity for us yeah, to, to get our music to to wider audience. But no, but no pressure from them really to to get something out of you. No, not really. No, it's, it's the last thing you want, like isn't it? You know, you you want to release quality all the time. You know, you don't want to be forced into sort of getting something out for yeah, the sake of timelines. Definitely, and you know yeah. when uh, I I like to like make deadlines for things because then mm. i know i will i will work to to complete it you know yeah uh, so so i'm always trying to okay we're doing this thing now or we're we're writing these songs now we should try to make to finish them by somewhere or something okay. If, okay even if that that doesn't happen just you know to put some pressure on on myself pressure on yourself uh, exactly yeah, yeah. Uh, and and but napalm they, they they've been more like Oh yeah, don't rush it. Just you know, oh, that's make, good. That's make good a good record. So that's good. No, no pressure at all. And that that album, Myriad. Are you happy with everything on that album? There's, yes, there's actually we, vocals on every track, which is interesting too, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, we're really happy with that album. Really proud of it. You know, yeah. it. We worked a lot on that album compared to to the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I rewrote a lot of the songs and. Okay. Uh, in in ways that I hadn't before, you know, really took the time to to uh, make them as as a good versions. Uh, yeah, as possible. I, I think it's another incredible album. I actually I do prefer it to Oscillation. I just think it's yeah. it's more rounded. It's I don't know I don't know how to to categorize it or how to summarize it. Like, but it's a fantastic record, it really is. Do you, as I mentioned earlier, the use of strings and and brass and everything else. You have do you have a cello in is that oscillation or is it in myriad is it yours is it your sister uh no my my wife, wife. actually, actually wife. yeah so she their cello on two tracks of in silence uh oscillation and myriad i think okay yeah on each of these three records there are two tracks with with cello nice. so yeah and yeah. she she plays it on on all, all of them so Brilliant, yeah. Again, it's yeah. nice to have something different in there, isn't it? Violins, yeah, strings, yeah. brass, you name it. Definitely. What's the plans now, Jacob? Where where are you going? What's the next step for, for Oiroshima? Are you touring? Are you still writing music or festivals? Anything coming up that we can talk about? Uh, no shows planned at the moment, um, okay. but we're, we're more in, in a writing phase now. Uh, we're starting to, to uh, actually have a lot of a lot of like skeletons of songs ready okay. uh, and uh, that I I, I, I I kind of entered uh, some kind of new creative era of my life I feel with with the uh, with myriad uh, yeah just started to put a lot more time in, in writing at home and you know I uh, play play more guitar than I I used to do and mm-hmm. Uh, I always, you know, record stuff on my phone that, that I come up with. And so I think at the, at the beginning of this fall, I had maybe a full album of like the structure, okay. the basic structure for, for songs, just with one guitar. And uh, now I started to to uh, make demos. Um, so the, the oh, process. Right. Interesting. So there's, yeah. there's, new, there's new material there it's somewhere. Begun. Yeah, definitely. So as you said, you like to put down timelines and, and deadlines on yourself have you a deadline on a new album have you an idea where you want to have one out by would be great to, to you know uh, to record an album next year so uh, oh good I hope I hope that's possible that's not yeah I mean 2022 for Myriad I mean as in you're talking 2023 for a, a release 
uh, I guess uh, uh, late 2023 would be at the earliest, but yeah, probably yeah. 2024. Okay. Yeah. And about touring, have you have you anything? You've nothing planned as such yet, no? Nothing planned at the moment, but uh, I mean, uh, and and that's another thing. It's it's uh, kind of hard for both me and and some of the other guys in the band to go out mm. touring. You know. Um, I know. Uh, yeah. Life life comes first. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Life, yeah. Uh, but we. I mean. That two-week tour with Gareth uh, National was really great, and you know, made us feel like we we want to do this more That's than we have. I was willing to give a taste, years, a, taste, so. a taste of more, was it? After yeah. that, yeah, yeah, we'll definitely try to to get out on the road as soon as we have the opportunity. And festivals and the likes of Dunkfest, Our Tangent. Would you be open to playing all of them? Um, I mean, we're open to to everything. <laughs> Just get in case the, anybody's invi- watching, yeah, sure, invitation or uh, and if it's possible for us to do it, yeah, you'd make the effort for a, a festival like that if it came your way. You'd have to, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be really cool. It would be. Were you lined up two years ago, three years ago for Dunk? Would I be right in saying that? Until the yes, uh, and we were. Kit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we had the tour planned for 2020, and Dunk was part of that. And then, you know, they did like the the online the version. Was that 2021? The version when where the bands were like just recorded, or that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and we were invited to that too. And and then we were supposed to before we got the invitation from guys National, we had actually a plan, uh, a, a tour planned for ourselves. Okay. Like in May, with with Dunk included and and some oh, wow. other festivals as well. But then we we got this offer, and of course we had to jump on that. Of course, so. you had to. But it's always but, next year. It's always next year for Dunk. Yeah, you? yeah. I mean, we we have to play Dunk sometime. <laughs> you you know? do, yeah, <laughs> to yeah, band after all. Exactly. So. You have you have to be there again. I, I could probably ask you straight out here now. Have they been in contact? But uh, uh, no, not not, not for this uh, not for this festival. Not uh, yet. Not yet. I think uh, it's going to come. I think uh, it has to. I think for people want to see, like it's as simple as that. People want to see you play live. Okay, I have a few questions there that I threw your way last week, Jacob. Um, just the three session questions I ask everybody. It's just, just a bit of fun, really. But, but I'm still curious to hear what your answers are for yourself, yeah. there. So, look, um, if you could do a cover version of any track from any any time, would you mm. have something in mind? Your own interpretation of an album, a song. Yeah, like a Oh Hiroshima interpretation exactly yeah. exactly yeah i thought it was a hard question to answer but uh, you know it had it should be something that's very different i think i mean the best covers are the ones that make something totally different exactly from the yeah. original so exactly i don't know make a i don't know bob dylan song i don't know <laughs> <laughs> uh, is, that, is that your answer are we going to go with bob dylan so I'll I'll go with that. The times are changing. I'll go with that one. Oh, <laughs> brilliant! Yeah, nice, nice track. Yeah, a good, a good choice yeah. of track. A good choice nice of track. track. Again, what what band from past or present would you love to appear on stage with? I mean, it would would have been so great to have been Pat Smear, you know, in the, the era of Nirvana when he oh, was right, okay. like the second guitarist, and you can you know play <laughs> with all the other guys in Nirvana. Yeah, it was an amazing time, I suppose, wasn't it? The, the, yeah. the Nirvana years. Well, when you think yes. back, yeah. yeah. Did you catch uh, them live at any stage? No. Oh no, no, no. no. I was, uh, I mean, ninety-four. I was uh, seven years old. So. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I forgot my own age there for a minute. I, I, should, yeah, have, yeah, I should have yeah. tried to work that one out. That happens. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jacob, tell me what album did you listen to today? 
if you did get to listen to an album, what was the last album you heard before you came on to me? I think it uh, probably was uh, some album by Low, uh, oh, the band yeah. Low, yeah, yeah, of course, because, yeah. Uh, Mimi Parker, uh, the drummer and singer, yeah, uh, which is very sad news, yeah, well, yeah, sad passed news. away here, and I mean that's another really big influence on on me yeah. and on on the band. I mean mm-hmm. you can you can hear it everywhere. I think, yeah, it, it, it's well, it's it's all over so. the albums, yeah, it is. Jacob, what can I say? Thanks so much for taking time out uh, to chat with me. Um, I appreciate it. I know it's a big deal for people to take time out of their busy schedule between music and work and family and sit with me for an hour. So really appreciate it. Um, yeah, it was great. Thanks for having me. No bother at all. And look, next year, please go out. Don't press new album. It's all, it's all good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I hope you're not keeping anything back from me there. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not actually. Not I'm not actually. <laughs> and let's, let's hope that Dunk are listening in and uh, the guys give, might give you a show. Sure, sure. It, might, it might be too late for 23, but maybe 24, who knows. Yes. So there you have it, guys. That is Jacob from Ohiroshima. Like I said, they have a back catalogue there. There's four albums. We have Resistance is Futile, In Silence We Yearn, Oscillation and Myriad, all incredible albums again as i said inside the yard will be a personal favorite of mine but look check them all out they're all in Bandcamp. i take it jacob yeah everything is there yes everything's there so exactly so get on the guys jacob thanks again so much for being on the show thanks everybody else for listening in and we'll see you all until next time take care